And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Lone Depot Park, we closed out the 2022 season with a ball game between the Marlins and the Atlanta Braves. Eliasa Hernandez versus Jackson Stevens. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. On closing day, the Marlins outslugged the Braves 12-9 at Lone Depot Park. It was a marathon ball game to close out the 162-game marathon. Marlins end the year at 69-93 and with his victory. All season long, the story has been the Marlins' inability to string hits together and string runs together, but they pile up 12 runs on 13 hits today, and they get past the division champion Braves to take this series two games to one. Eliezer Hernandez started for the Marlins. Jackson Stevenson, uh, Stevens was on the mound for the Braves on a bullpen day for Atlanta. And this game was 0-0 until the bottom of the second when the Marlins got things going. Jesus Sanchez, the leadoff walk. Singles by Charles LeBlanc and Jordan Groshans loaded the bases. And with nobody out, upstep Peyton Burdick. 2-2 to Burdick is a line drive into left. Going to fall for a hit. Sanchez scores. LeBlanc waved. Rosario fires into second base behind the runner Groshans. He dives back in safely. Peyton Burdick with a two-run single, and the Marlins take a 2-0 lead in the second. After Lewin Diaz fouled out to third base, John Birdie worked a walk and upstep J.J. Bleday. J.J. lines went into right field. That's a hit. Groshans scores. Burdick held, and it's 3-0 Marlins on a Bleday run scoring single, a three-run second inning. Brian De La Cruz had two hits in this game, but in that second inning, he grounded into a 4-6-3 inning-ending double play. At the end of two, it was Miami three and Atlanta nothing. The Braves would come back, though, in the fourth against, El I'm sorry, in the third against Eliezer Hernandez. A leadoff double by Robbie Grossman. Guillermo Heredia doubled him home to make it 3-1. Heredia took third and a long fly ball to right off the bat of Eddie Adrianza. And then Von Grissom followed with a sack fly to make it a 3-2 game. In the fourth, with one out, William Contreras singled, went to second on a wild pitch, and came home on an Eddie Rosario single to center field. So we were back where we started, all even, 3-3, as this game went to the fifth. Jackson Stevens pitched the first three for the Braves. Five hits, three runs, two walks, no strikeouts. 56 pitches, 33 strikes. Eliezer left a 3-3 game after four. He allowed three runs on four hits, no walks, three strikeouts, 57 pitches, and 40 strikes. Tyler Matzik pitched one, two, three, fourth for the Braves, but in the fifth inning, he walked the first man, John Birdie, who was raced on a J.J. Blade double play ball, 3-6-3. Three, three. Brian De La Cruz followed with a single. He stole second, took third base when William Contreras is throwing into center field, so a man at third with two outs in the fifth inning. Nick Fortes walked, putting men at the corners. And with Jesus Sanchez at the plate, Matzik let one get away. That one's in the dirt, gets away. Coming home, De La Cruz to give the Marlins a 4-3 lead. The wild pitch rolled toward the Marlins on deck circle. De La Cruz, a good secondary lead. A quick break for the plate to so the stolen base. And the throwing error net the Marlins a run. That wild pitch also moved Nick Fortes into scoring position. He was at second with Sanchez still at the plate. 2-2 to Sanchez is a bouncing ball right side. Going to get through for a two-out hit. Fortes around third. He's coming home, and it's 5-3 Miami. 
Marlins had a chance for more. Charles LeBlanc crushed the ball to right center field, but Robbie Grossman went up over the wall, and he made the catch and would have been a home run. That ended the inning, but the Marlins, with two runs in the fifth, had opened up a 5-3 lead. Back came the Braves in the sixth with one out. Matt Olson doubled for the 44th time this year, second most in the National League. William Contreras worked a walk, and then old friend Marcel Ozuna hit a three-run home run to left, and the Braves led for the first time today at 6-5. The home run allowed by Brian Hoeing, so Atlanta was back on top, but not for long because in the bottom of the sixth against Jesse Chavez, Jordan Groshans walked, went to second on a Peyton Burdick single after Lewin Diaz struck out for the first out. Two men were on with one down, back to the top of the order, and John Birdie. 3-2 is in the air down the right field line off Birdie's bat. That's trouble. It's a fair ball, just barely. Rolling into the corner. Groshan scores. Burdick coming home. The throw to the plate, not in time. It's a triple for Birdie. Two RBIs. Miami's back in front, 7-6. Third triple of the year for John Birdie. RBIs 27 and 28 for the Major League Stolen Base King in 2022. Didn't steal a base today. Finishes the year, though, with 41 in 46 attempts and no sooner was birdie standing at third base with a run producing triple then jj bladet decided hey i'd like to do the same kind of thing here's bladet a man at third one out gotta get him in and that's gonna get it done a line drive again down the right field line again into the corner birdie scores bladet's headed for third and on consecutive pitches back-to-back triples birdie and bladet and the Marlins lead it eight to six. JJ, who had been 0 for 19, singled in a run in the second, and now he's tripled home a run in the sixth. That would be it for Jesse Chavez. Silvino Bracho came out of the bullpen. He struck out Brian De La Cruz, but then had to face Nick Fortes. Two one to Fortes. In the air, center field. Heredia is going back onto the track at the wall. Goodbye, Nick Fortes. A two run homer. And the Marlins open up a 10-6 lead. But it was one of those days. Back came the Braves in inning number seven. The Marlins had Andrew Nardi on the mound. Nardi had gotten out of the sixth inning, and with one out in the seventh, he allowed a double to Von Grissom. Two batters later, Matt Olson took him deep, a two-run home run to center field, and it was a 10-8 game. The Braves back within... Just two. Bottom of the seventh inning against Bracho. Charles LeBlanc, a leadoff walk, and with one out, he was at first base for Peyton Burdick. One two to Burdick is blasted way back, left field. Peyton Burdick having a big day on closing day. A two run homer. He's got three hits, four RBIs, and the Marlins go up 12 to 8. Three hit game, first four RBI game for Burdick. The home run is fourth of the season. He'd had seven RBIs in his first 31 Major League games. Knocks in four here on the final day of the season. What a way to end the year for him. That home run made it a 12-8 game after Tanner Scott pitched out of a bases loaded. One out mess in the eighth inning. Jake Fishman started the ninth up 12-8. He allowed a leadoff double, though, to William Contreras. Marcelo Zuna, then an infield hit, putting men at first and third with nobody out for the Braves. Eddie Rosario popped to third, but at that point, acting manager Jacob Stallings decided to pull Fishman. He brought his closer, Dylan Floro, on to pitch. Floro walked the first man, Robbie Grossman, that loaded the bases, got the tying man to the plate, 
with one out in the top of the ninth. Marlins 12, Braves 8. Guillermo Heredia, an RBI single left that made it a 12-9 game. So now you had the tying man at first base. You had the go-ahead man at the plate. But Floro was able to get Eddie Adrianza to line to left for the second out. And then at the end of a 13-pitch duel facing Von Grissom, Dylan Floro nailed it down. Florida Grissom, bases loaded, two outs, 3-2. Taken for strike three, called, and that's how the season ends. Marlins beat the Braves 12-9 for Miami, a 69-93 final record. Marlins win the ball game. They win the season-ending series, but the Braves are headed to the playoffs. Marlins out of that third base dugout for hugs and handshakes one final time. Don Mattingly in the third base dugout embraces from all of his coaching staff in his final game as Marlins manager, his 443rd win, most in club history. Donnie's going to be missed. But JP, an exciting way to end the Don Mattingly era and to end this 2022 season today. Yep. Marlins 12, Braves 9. For Miami, 12 runs, 13 hits, no errors, 5 left. Marlins went 7 for 11 with runners in scoring position in this game. For the Braves, 9 runs, 15 hits in an error. They left 10 on base. Andrew Nardi, his first major league win. He's 1-1. One one. Jesse Chavez took the loss. He's 4-3. Dylan Floro with his 10th save of the season. Time of the ball game, 3 hours, 40 minutes as the Marlins outlast the Braves 12-9. So Miami ends the year winning 4 of its final 5, 8 of the last 12. Go back to September 8th, the Marlins... 14 and 13 in their last 27 games and they go 3-0 and 1 in their final four series of the season winning two of three at home against the Nationals splitting two against the Mets at City Field winning three of four in Milwaukee in the final road series and taking two of three from the Braves to close out the season here at Lone Depot Park this week so with the little surge at the end the Marlins get to 69 and 93 to end the year they finish 34 and 47 at Lone Depot Park. They were 35 and 46 on the road this year. As for the Braves, well, they fall to 101 and 61 to end the season. They are 46 and 35 on the road. The 101 wins for the Braves this year match the fourth most in modern era franchise history dating back to the start of the 1900s. They were the Boston Braves and Milwaukee Braves now since 1966 the Atlanta Braves only three Braves teams have won more regular season games than this year's edition the 98 Braves 106 games the 93 Braves won 104 in 1999 they won 103 games Braves headed to the playoffs now they'll face the winner of the best of three wildcard series between the Phillies and the Cardinals in the National League Division Series a lot of contributors offensively for the Marlins in this ball game John Birdie went two for three, had a single, a two-run triple, walked twice on base four times, scored a run. J.J. Blade went two for four, a single, a triple, two RBIs, and a run scored. J.J. actually two for five. Let me correct that. Two for five, a single, a triple, two RBIs, and a run scored. Brian De La Cruz, two for five, a stolen base, and a run scored in his final game of the season. What a surge by De La Cruz since coming back in AAA in September. A tremendous end of the year for him. Nick Fortes hit a two-run home run, walked, scored twice in this game. Jesus Sanchez had an RBI hit, a walk, and a run scored. Charles LeBlanc, a single, a walk, two runs scored. Jordan Groshans, a single, a walk, two runs scored. 
And for Peyton Burdick, a career date to this point, two singles, a homer, four RBIs, two runs scored. His two-run home run in the seventh capped the scoring for the Marlins, who beat the Braves 12-9 on closing day. We've talked about it all season long. Marlins and Auto Nation working again this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout in 2022, the Marlins have donated $25 to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. On closing day, 11 more strikeouts, $275. So the final total, 1,437 strikeouts by Marlins pitchers and $35,925 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. It's a heck of a way to win it and end it for the Marlins. They uh, beat the Braves in the Marlins, 69 victories, 93 losses in 2022. Let's hear what the skipper, Don Mattingly, had to say one final time after the Marlins win last night. Obviously managing this game, how different it felt knowing that it was the Just watching it? And, yeah, just watching it and having <laughs> Jacob in there. Letting Jacob deal with Tanner Scott? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the bases loaded? Yeah. Um, no, it was good. It was a good, it's been a good day. Uh, I really do enjoy those guys managing and coaching, and I think it's good. It's really good for him, I, I believe. And it's probably easier for him to deal with Terrence Scott than if he had to deal with, say, taking Sandy out of the game. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, you know, just for when everything ended with being able to get Louie to run into your arms, with Dylan Floor giving you the game, giving you a ball, and just to be able to soak in that as the last moment in this role, just yeah, I mean, it is is really nice. Obviously wanted Louie and Lori to be here for for them and for what we've been through. I mean, if you see the pictures of him, he's a baby when he basically we come here and and now he's playing ball you know, wants to play ball every day. So um, that's really cool to to go through it. And there's been a lot of moments. I mean good and good and kinda of sad. He started thinking about Jose the first year and things like that. It's one of the things I think about all the time. Um, you know, going through that first year here with guys uh, that kind of ties you to this place you know right away um, so but it was just a good it was a good day you know we, we won guys had fun we scored some runs uh, it, it was it was a good day all around it almost had one of those like end of school year vibes I mean you won't be coming back but you know like guys are going to be parting ways you don't know who will be back and everything just a little bit right you know the good thing is i've been able to be a part of the exit meetings which has been kind of fun because like i said i just kind of get to lay it all out there for them uh always try to but you know in general you know you trying to leave something with them that they'll take with them into the winter sometimes like a guy like nardi who thinks going to be really good you know he has to have him came up for air yet right you know, like for him, it's like brief. And so when he gets home in the winter, a little bit like Trevor a couple of years ago, he has a chance to process. This guy's got a chance to be really good. So you can't go too quick on like, oh, he's not getting any outs right now or whatever. Uh, and there's a lot of guys with, you know, different things that you try to, not only myself, but the other coaches put things together for them to, to walk out the door with. And hopefully they are able to take it and improve. And then, you know, our club's a lot better next year. Right, and if everybody would get better, and with a little bit of luck here, I think this thing very easily could turn really quickly. You know, you you see the makings. Obviously, with uh, 
the pitching staff, I mean, it, it gives you a chance. I mean, even what our record is this year, we're in so many close games. So that means execution, runs here, runs there. Uh, and you don't you don't lose all the one run games. You win some too, so you may not win all those necessarily, right? But I think the pitching really puts you in a position that you say, hey, we have the foundation of being able to compete with everyone uh, pretty much every day, and so that should be something that you know is hopeful for the organization moving forward. Donnie, you mentioned it, just how quickly something can turn. I mean, these last 12 games of the season, you're playing meaningful games against tough opponents. You guys end up going 8-4. and four. It's Just what was the most encouraging thing maybe from this, this final stretch, the way that you saw the guys compete and, and really step up and win some big ball games? Yeah, I think just continuing to play hard because it's easy to kind of cash it in at this point. You're not going anywhere. You're going to lose a lot of games. Uh, the season really hasn't been successful for a lot of guys that they wanted the kind of seasons they wanted. Um, but to keep playing hard is something that you're proud of. Um, and on, honestly, the other teams, like when you play in these situations, they feel more of the pressure. We kind of play carefree, like there's nothing for us to lose, right? Just to win, and they got to. They have to win that game. It's a different feel. I've been on the other side, so it's tougher to win. It's tough to win those games at all times down the stretch. Donnie, when you've had the player coaches, have have you seen anybody embrace a role as much as Pablo Lopez embraced being pitching Man, coach? Man, he is today? serious, <laughs> dude. He was in it. So uh, no, he's good. But Mickey likes it too. Like when Mickey got to manage, he likes that too. He's serious too. So uh, that's good. It's a good day. You know, you know, I thank Mr. Sherman and the fans, really. Uh, fans in general, the whole time I've been here, and I know there's more, a lot more fans than necessarily show up all the time. People that watch on TV, I hear it a lot out in the streets and stuff like that. They watch the club, uh, may not be coming to the games right now. Uh, Mr. Sherman today, you know, asked Jay Lattice, must be for the number, right? Uh, and I forgot to tell Mr. Sherman I'll change to 99 today. Uh, so uh, if he wants to do that too, it'd be great. You know? um, but that was very that was very nice, and we'll be able to do good things with that. It's it's always nice to be able to have someone support you like that. And um, yeah, we've did some good things already, and we'll continue to do good things back at home. Uh, the tribute video in the fifth inning, just when that play just what was. Are you going through a time of reflection there? Or? Yeah, not. Uh, I like the slide at the end. That's what I think about. <laughs> That's what I like. That getting in, that was fun. Um, that was a fun group, and obviously went through a lot that year. But yeah, all all of it's good. Lori, had, I I told you today that Lori, had, the video she put together was really cool today. I don't know if she put it out there or not, but uh, just Louis, you know, time here and growing up here and it had all, all my boys in it and all her boys in it. It was kind of, it was really cool. And how long do you think it's going to take to stop saying our, you know? Is it what about talking to us, maybe like our team? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe not stop saying it, right? You never know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Kyle's offered me a job for our team <laughs> already uh, to do radio. So uh, uh, you never know. I don't maybe not have to change that. So right now it's ours and it's we, and uh, we'll see where it goes. When when the game ended, obviously you went on the, the celebration and hugging not only your coaching staff but your players as well. How special that was and 
No, it's good, you know. You know, some of these guys I haven't had hardly at all, right? And then other ones have been here a while, right? And watching these guys grow up and the Pablos and the, you know, Sandy obviously are guys you think about. But, like, even Brax Garrett's been in the system, you know, um, watch these guys come through and watch JJ come through and, and Birdie see these guys from the draft kind of moving forward. Uh, a lot of the guys, right, you just see them and watch them grow. Yeah, it's it's nice because you want to see these guys have success, and and you know, like again, some of them you've been here longer than others. You've watched the journey, um, and then there's some you just see in the, maybe at the beginning of the journey, right, and where that's going to go. So uh, it's like I always follow the guys. A lot of the guys I had in L.A., I felt like I followed them wherever they went. You know, Jock and you know Kike and all these dudes I have that that, that were as part of and just watch them go different places but you, you never really leave them because you always follow them and see how they're doing Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins victory over the Atlanta Braves yesterday at Lone Depot Park to close out the 2022 season uh folks one more time I know we said this pregame yesterday but truly from the bottom of our hearts thank you for spending a piece of your time with us over the course of the last six and a half months uh it means the world to us up in the radio booth we have so many of you that interact with us uh enjoy what we do and without you guys we could not do this so thank you so much for um, truly another wonderful season for us and all of your continued support. Uh, you'll never know how much we appreciate it, and we just hope that we can bring a little bit of happiness to you, win or lose, uh, every single night for a few hours. So, folks, uh, that'll do it for us uh, along the Marlins Radio Network here in 2022. Stay in touch with us. Um, there's obviously a lot of news and a lot that's going to take place over the course of the next month. Kim Meng and her team are going to be extremely busy. Uh, soon to be a new manager in place. So uh, stick with us on the podcast page. Uh, I'll do as much as I can for you guys. Uh, Maybe do some more on the production side and uh, maybe get some stuff up on the YouTube page, do some interviews and such. But uh, everybody have a safe uh, and wonderful off-season, holidays, be awesome, be great, and we will talk to you in Jupiter in February.